Hey, welcome to the Buffalo Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Welcome to the Coco Express Show. I'm your amazing guest. Hold on, please. I'm the person responsible for bringing these shows live to you. It's been a minute since we've been with you guys, and I have to tell you, I'm happy to be back. Um, we're rebranding, we're getting our um, shows together, and trying to kind of figure out our new normal. Um, as you know, we have all been in a state of kind of like suspension is what I want to call it. And when I stopped um, broadcasting my shows live, I did that because I didn't have a voice because I didn't know how to be able to express um, it, a, 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 a direction, um, instructions, um, to, to pass on some kind of um, help for what was going on because none of us knew exactly what was happening, what was going on at the time. But we're back, and we're trying to be better, do better, learn more, and move forward. So we're supposed to have joining us today um, guest OG Compass. However, before we begin with anything, I would like to send out my condolences to the family of um, Biz Marquis. That was a shock to me when I got the news yesterday, and I, I was just, like, stunned. He will definitely be missed. He is part of the fabric of our music legacy. And um, my prayers go to his family and, you know, may he rest in peace. So um, getting back to our show. Our show is going to be uh, comprised of more than one type of segment. We're going to try to give you information, artistry, and ways to help yourself do better and be better. As I was sitting and trying to figure out what my next direction was in regards to moving forward, um, I found myself um, a little out of shape. And that wasn't a good thing. And, you know, and I think a lot of us have Mine was due to the fact that I had um, two injuries and a surgery. And that was just not the, oh, okay. We have our artist with us today. Our artist with us today is 
um, pop artist OG Compass. OG Compass is, I'm a little flustered because I've been nervous about being back on the air live again because this is, you know, this is my passion. I want to make sure I do it right. OG Compass is a native of uh, Ontario, Toronto, Canada, and he's with us today. He's a hip-hop artist, and we want to learn more about him, who he is, how he got started, what does his music bring to us, who has he worked with before, and the questions go on and on and on. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you OG Compass. Hello. Hi, world. Hi, how are you doing? I'm not bad, bad, not bad. That's, just I'm chilling, glad you just chilling. Right. I'm glad. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, you're my first guest um, since I stopped doing shows because of the pandemic. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm really. I'm honored. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Let's let's oh, kick it off great. Let's let's have a good show. Yes. That's right. Um, you know, I started off the show by giving my sincerest condolences to the family of this marquee. I don't know how that affected you, but that kind of threw me back a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that situation was kind of sad. I guess I don't really know too much about it. How did he? I don't know how he died, but he was a, he was a sick actor though. Yeah, um, the only really... memory I had with him was in um, Man in Black. Yes, the movie Man in Black. He well, was he did the, hysterical. Yeah. He did some cameo. Oh, did... um, yeah. that's only honestly that's the only like um, memory I have of him. But that's sad. What happened to him was sad. Well, I happened to um come from Brooklyn originally, and, you know, he was just part of that whole crew. You know, you had Big Day Tanks, there's Marquis, you know, all of those were, like, in that that genre. And, and you know, it seems like we have to, to start creating more, doing more. So because hip-hop is not like um, the R&B, you know, that's been around forever and ever. Hip hop is relatively new, and when you have, like, I guess you can call it royalty of that nature. When they move on, we have to be able to carry that torch forward. Yeah, that is so true. I'll show you with him, like his style, because he's, a, he's a, I guess to me, I guess he's the godfather, of, like beatboxing. I would say. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, we need to um, carry his, definitely need to carry his name on. And um, they should do a little, um, maybe he deserves a biopic on beatboxing. I think he that, you know? They did one on the Wu-Tang Clan. Why not him? Yeah, exactly. I think that really, I think that would be dope if they gave yeah. him something like that. Yeah, to really get to know who he is and, and what he was about, because there, there was so much more to him than the artists that we saw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, and then, let's... Yes, go ahead, please. 
No, I was going to say, and then on the Just a Friend record, too, as well. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that song was really dope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, let's move on into you, OG Compass. You started your um, musical journey when you were six years old? Like, I wouldn't say I started my musical. Yeah, you could say that, though. Like, my influence started there because I played piano when I was little. And then, uh, yeah, so when I was six, I played piano. Um, and then I stopped. I got out of it after a while. I started, like, playing, like, basketball and stuff. And then when I got to, let's say, like, around, like, 12, um, when I went to middle school, uh, we had, like, a mandatory. There was, like, a band program at the time I was living. So um, mm-hmm. I got into that program. So they had, like, this thing called, like, Tijuana's or whatever. And it was, like, some band stuff. So I was doing band for a while. Maybe, let's say, from when I was, like, 12 to, like, 14 and then I lost interest in it but I played on the piano I played tuba I played the saxophone as well I was the only instrument I could probably still play is saxophone oh that's interesting yeah I played I played piano off of ear by ear and then um yeah and then um I played saxophone as well by ear as well that is really interesting because not a lot of people, because I studied music um, as well, and I was in both programs in school as well, the music programs, and I started with the clarinet. Well, really, those um, flutes. I started uh-huh. with those and then wound up playing the clarinet. And it wasn't something, I mean, the flute I could do by ear. That was not a problem. But the clarinet, the fingering, the, you know, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, and then you had to learn how to, you know, write music and read music. Those mm-hmm. that's complex. Yeah, it is. Like it was like it was honestly band was fun. It was fun until it came to like music theory time. Whenever you had to learn like theory, that's when I like I used to hate going to class and learning music theory. I loved playing, but I hated mm-hmm. theory. The theory aspect of it, I hated. You know, it was like. All those rules that they make, anyways, is meant to be broken anyway. So it's like, but I guess once you learn it, it makes it easier to like um, compose music. Yes, that is absolutely true. You know, theory is the foundation, so you know, of the, the foundation of beats. Mhm. So you know, so that's where you got your music foundation at that time. So when you stop, yeah with band and, and playing those types of instruments, what did you do in that time? Um, Honestly, like, musically, like, I was probably just listening to hip-hop. Like, I was really, like, big, like, Max B fan at the time when it comes to, like, high school. And I was just, like, I don't know, man. I just, I was, like, I got, like, out of tune with the band stuff. And then I was, like, I was, like, just getting into a lot of trouble at that specific time. So I wasn't really focused on music like that. But um, my other music influence would probably come from, like, just, like, going to church and hearing, like, the choir and, like, stuff like that as well, you know? But I would say pretty much when I stopped um, doing, like, band, I was mm-hmm. just outside. I was playing sports. I was playing basketball. I was just outside, you know, doing what teenagers do. But okay, I was but definitely, you were doing uh, life. 
Yeah, I was definitely on the um, troublemaker side of things. Oh, okay. Now, you have, let's see, I'm trying to remember your bio. I try to remember things by heart so I can ask the right questions. You have worked with people like Kanye West and Beyonce. How did you go from being a troublemaker, listening to hip-hop, to that? What was that journey? How did you get there? Okay. So that that experience was, like, that was pretty cool. Like, honestly, when that happened, I was like, okay, maybe this, this, music, this music thing is for real, you know? I was, mm-hmm. At that time, I was, like, a mortgage agent. I, I was doing mortgages and stuff, which I still do now, but, like, I'll do mortgages and stuff, and, like, i just be at my desk, and, like, I fucking hated my job. Like, honestly, I hated it. I hate numbers. I'm bad at math and shit, and, like, I was just, like, it was, it's, it, it's very lucrative, but I hated it, you know? So um, one day I just seen, like, let's say, like, an ad where um, with this thing called, um, it was called Coast to Coast, where they do, like, some comp- competitions, and they give, like, the winner gets, like, an opportunity, wins, like, 25 grand. So I seen that, and, like, um, I signed up for that, but I ended up missing the show because I had, like, at that time, I had, like, a lot of things going on, like, a lot of politics and stuff, so I couldn't even make the show because it was putting flyers everywhere, so I'm, like, and logically, it didn't make no sense to show up to the show, so I skipped the show, and then they called me. I'm, like, oh, you didn't come to the competition. I was, like, yeah, you know, I had some difficulties with a lot of things going on. And they're like, oh, we have this other opportunity. I said, what's up? You know, they said, oh, we have this thing called direct to exec. So what is that? They're like, oh, um, we just, we have a lot of couple few relationships and stuff. Um, we just plug you in for a fee. We just plug you in straight to the A&R. I said, what? They said, yeah, we just plug you into the A&R. Um, what did they say? Exact words they said for feedback. That's what they said. So they gave me like a list of like opportunities, different um, A&Rs, I guess, at the time. And then um, I seen, like, I was a big, like, Kanye West fan at the time. He was, like, over here, like, in the city, like, everyone was always saying, like, oh, like, yo, compass, you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, the Canadian Kanye. You're, like, you know, you're, like, uncensored. You're, like, you're so nuts. Da, 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 like, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, like, all right, whatever. So I'm, like, fuck. I fuck with Kanye. I like Kanye a lot. I was actually, but I'm actually, like, a big Kanye fan. So I picked, like, the good music on direct to exact thing, you know? So it was in Chicago. So whatever, I paid the fee. I think it was like 200 American or something like that. I paid that. And then I just hopped on the train. The day of, I hopped on the train. I left from Toronto. Uh, and I went. I timed my train trip to be, so I landed in Chicago. I reached Chicago exactly like maybe 30 minutes before the meeting. I hopped off the train. I took the cab to the venue. I performed um, I met like some guy, I guess at the time, I don't know if they're really close now. I don't think they're close anymore. At the time there was a guy, like I guess his mentor, his friend, his name was like Malik Yusuf. He was like an American poet from Chicago or something like that. So mm-hmm. I met him and then I just rapped for him. I did like a conscious record. It was called like United State of um, Africa. So he heard it and he was like, what the hell? Like, this is fucking sick. And he was like, yo, Compass, he's like, yo, he thought I was from Chicago. And he's like, yo, Compass, yo. I heard of you and this and that, like, in my head, I'm like, you never heard of me, bro. Like, I'm not from here, you know, but 
I just that vibe. He just he just heard it, and it was, it was just so sick that he felt like I was a popping artist in Chicago, you know. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. nah, like you know. But then so we ended up connecting and we changed numbers and stuff. And then he just hit me one day and he's like, yo, I got like a placement opportunity for you, whatever, whatever. So it's more like him. He he is the one that was like it was more like him, you know, and his associates that work with them, and he kind of flew me out and said, this is the assignment. Oh, um, we're working on this project right now. I think at the time they were doing um, I'm sorry, I'm bipolar or whatever, whatever that album's called, the Kanye album. They mm-hmm. they were like I was there like sitting in the studio when they were still mixing, like I was in there while they were still mixing and doing everything, and they were taking long to put the video. I mean, put out the album. Like, they're literally mixing to, like, the last second before they uploaded it, you know? So I was just sitting there, and it was just, like, an experience. Like, you know, I had to sign, like, an NDA form and stuff like that. I didn't meet, like, Kanye personally or Beyonce. I never seen her in person, but I just worked with their with their team on, like, mm-hmm. the production, you know, and um, songwriting side of things or the, um, yeah. Yeah, but that's so, really Publishing huge. side of things. That's a huge opportunity from, I guess you could say, being a mortgage broker to working, you know, musically. Yeah, it was amazing. For me, honestly, that whole experience, it, it was amazing. I wouldn't trade it for anything, to be honest. And that's what made me realize, like, yo, like, this music thing is, is, is for real. It's possible, you know. It just took, mm-hmm. like, that one, that one time. Like, I had no music out. I had nothing. It just took that one little piece of, like, um, you know, just creating the opportunity. Like, I literally just created the opportunity for myself. I didn't fall in my lap, you know. But I decided that I want to do something else, and I just went for it. And... Oh, wow. That is now that is a story worth telling because there are so many people out here that are looking for that lucky break, you know. Uh-huh. And there you are. You created the opportunity for yourself. You got it, man. Nothing's nothing's gonna be handed to you on a silver platter, like especially like in this like music industry. I was telling someone the other day, like it's an industry, you know, it's a business. You gotta um, sometimes you gotta pay. Like people are not gonna do things for you for free, and even if you you could be the most talented guy in the world, and if you can't afford for to get services, like nothing's gonna happen for you, you know. So I sometimes I advise people like. Yo, if you're not hustling or you're not, you don't have no source of a real source of income. Like, go work. It's nothing to um slow those better than old those. Nothing to go get whatever uh uh pack boxes in a factory or something or I don't know. Like, do something. You know, don't just sit there and wish and hope that oh your music is gonna pop off. Like, work and and build towards it yourself. You know. Mhm. That's. That is really good advice because a lot of people, a lot of parents have a whole bunch of kids sitting in their house on the couch waiting for the opportunity to come. Uh And they want to hear someone like you say, don't sit there, get up and move, do something, and still Uh work towards your dream and goal, but still do something because, you know, you got to eat, you got to be responsible you know, we got bills. Like, life will come and slap you in the face real quick. Like, I'm 29 now. I remember how sweet life was when I was 18. Like, life was good at 18. Life is still good now because we, I had, like, you know, I had the right people around me. I had, like, my the right big homies around me that showed me the right way and how to move and how to hustle. And do. But 
there's certain there's some people they don't have um, the big homies or the mentors to show them what to do or how to how to make a source of income and go into this industry. This is this is the wave right now and do this or put your money here, invest in this property, do that. Like we had like for me fortunately in Nevada, I had people around me that were teaching me these things as a kid. So I elevated past a lot of my peers early just because everybody around me was telling, teaching me what to do, you know? But a lot of people don't have those kind of opportunities or have those kind of people around them to teach them how to move, right? You are saying a lot, and I'm taking notes. So we're going to sum all of this up um, at the end of the interview. But you are saying you're spitting out so much wisdom and knowledge. And you said that you're only 29, 29 years old, which is surprising because you normally don't hear this kind of conversation or these kind of words of wisdom from someone of your age. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, they say I got an old soul, so I guess it's the old soul of me that's speaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Now, let's talk about your music. You know, your music has a message to it. What mm-hmm. are your influences? Um, who are your your um your musical influences, your men, who do you follow, who did you listen to in regards to rap, and what compels you to write or, or to rap about certain topics? Where does that come from? Okay, so for me, um, start with the, um, the topics first. Like for me, I just, honestly, music is therapy for me. The music that I make is therapy. It's, it's a, when I go into the booth or whatever, it's a, it's a way for me to let off steam or, um, you know, um, it's like my diary almost, letting people know what's going on in my life at that specific time. I'm one of those guys, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't go to the studio for three months just because I need to go through things so that I can go to the studio to talk about what I've been going through, mm-hmm. you know? So... I decided when I made like Rain the EP, I just I just had this idea. Where I was like, oh, like um, I want to um, tell people my story, just tell my journey of like at least personally for me, like how I found the light or whatever, and how I got there, you know. And maybe people can hear like my story. Maybe it can help them, you know. I'm just sending like a good vibe or vibration, but it's really I was just trying to. I was just I'm really my songs come from what's going on and what I've been going through, and I just put it in a song format and put it out there and hope um, the people receive it well. Okay, that's, that's excellent because I guess, you know, if you look at, if you listen to some of the older R&B songs and some of the um, the older the older rap records, mm-hmm. it was a message, you know, like Slick Rick, mm-hmm. you know, his, his some of his rap records had a message in it. Um, a lot of the mm-hmm. older songs, they had a message in it. And it was to teach you or to help you, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So I feel like that is kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Like, for me, like, I wouldn't say, like, I was big on, like, all the old school rappers, because if I said that, I'd be lying. Like, I listened to, like, a little bit of Biggie and I listened to a little bit of Tupac. But, like, mm-hmm. if I had to say, like, an uh, old, like, an older, like, to me, like, an old school rapper to me would probably be, like, Jay-Z, you know? I listen to Jay-Z a lot. Jay-Z mm-hmm. I listen to a lot. But I'm more like a Drake, Drake, like a Kendrick, Kendrick, mm-hmm. 
Kendrick, you know, Kanye West. I listened to, well, I did at one point. And then, but who I listen to now is, like, it's all over the place. Like, it's not even, like, hip-hop artists. Like, you know, I listen to, like, Old Seven Old Shake or, like, you know, and then one day I'll be listening to, like, Future All Day, but, like, or Young Thug, you know? Mm-hmm. More the new gen guys now at this time, at this point in time, but definitely in terms of influences, I could say like you could um, in my sound you could definitely hear the Travis Scott, the Kendrick Lamar, and the Drake influence in my music, and a little bit of J Cole for sure. Like okay. those four, like all mixed into one. Well, there's some really they are really deep, so we know your music is deep. Um, mm-hmm. in that respect, and that's good because there have been some of these current artists, I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> I'm being honest. And it's mm-hmm. nice to know that, you know, you can you can find an artist who's really, you know, sharing knowledge and, and, and providing wisdom, and that's, that's really great. Thank you. I appreciate it. You are quite welcome. Now, let's see. I'm looking, and I had more. I have questions all over my uh, my notes, all over the place for you. Now, okay. Who are your musical? You told me who your musical influences are, and when you know. Let's see. Okay, I have, like, the music of the business part of it. What is the business part of it like for you? Um, a lot of artists don't understand the business of music, and they make a lot of missteps. So what is the business of music like for you, and what is how do you keep yourself um, straight with that? Okay, so, like, for me personally, like, I went to um... – I just read a lot. Honestly, like, sometimes I just read. I just go on the computer and I just read shit. But to understand the business, honestly, I went to some conference in Miami in 2014. It was called Revolt Music Conference by, um, I think, um, Diddy was doing it. It was the first one he ever did. Like, those times, like, at that time, Travis Scott wasn't even really famous yet. That's how I found out who Travis Scott was. And he performed, like, mm-hmm. some song called, like, Skyfall. Like mm-hmm. I went back and I found like days before rodeo and then I just became like a Travis Scott fan, you know, from from that time mm-hmm. I seen him like um, turning up on the stage. Janae uh, Janae Aku was there too as well, and like yeah, but at that specific time they weren't really that big. Like, at least in Toronto, nobody knew them. So like I'd be playing Travis Scott and these kids would be like, "Yo, what kind of weirdo shit is this? Like, what the hell are you listening to?" You know, <laughs> and like stuff like that. But I definitely mm-hmm. went to um. Miami, I went to like a music conference and um I remember um, my sister paid for it for me actually. Like I she paid my flight. I paid for the um I paid for the fee and she paid mm-hmm. my flight for me as like a birthday gift. But she had promised me like a birthday gift and then my birthday is early in January, right? Like the fifth day of the year. So she had promised me like a gift and like it's like well, it's like August now and she still never gave me my gift and I was like, Yo, you know what? Why don't you just pay for my flight? And just call it even, you know. And she's like, "All right, deal." And then, yeah, so she paid for my flight to Miami. I remember I went with like, I went for four four days. I stayed there, 
Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I was planning this data for longer, but I just had poor money management. I went there with 10 grand, and I was living there. I was there trying to live like a superstar, buying, going to live, blowing bottles, buying bottles, doing all this shit. <laughs> by, by, like, I went there on Thursday. By Sunday night, I had, like, three grand U.S. left. I said, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, like, and it just goes by, you know, because you just feel like a star. You're seeing all these celebrities and shit, and it's like, well, at the end of the day, bro, you're not a celebrity. This is like a regular kid, bro. Like, just chill out, you know? And I'm just there, like, having the time of my life, and I was like, maybe it's time to go back home now, you know? So mm-hmm. I remember, so, like, I went to, like, three grand U.S. I booked my flight. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. And I planned to, I planned to stay for two weeks. I, like, canceled my hotel and shit, and I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. But yeah, so when I was there, I learned the business because it was just a, it was a conference, you know. Mm-hmm. So they had like a bunch of panels and panelists and stuff like that. And honestly, I just went every day. I took my notepad, I took notes, and I really, really like took it serious. I just soaked in all the information, and I applied it. You know, uh, things are a little bit different here, but the little things like, I guess in in America they have like ASCAP. Over here we have like SoCan. Just sign up for publishing. Make sure your business is in order incorporate your business like all these things they were saying i just listened to, i just listened to what they were saying and i just did it i just applied mm-hmm. everything they were saying you know and the little things like oh i'm like what well, get a get get a pr and do this and do that i just i just listened to what they were saying and i just applied it well that's great and you said um how do you see the music industry in canada uh, compared to the music industry in in the U.S. and it, that oh man, there's it's two completely different markets. Like Canada market is there, you know, it's cool. There's a market here. There's not really a lot of people. There's money here though. Like people are making money here, no doubt, you know. And there's a lot of like I don't know, like a lot of unknown people. Like there's a lot of like I guess like Caucasian people that do like music that like they're they're making it big like they make a lot of money but you never heard of it in your life you know and you're just walking around here and stuff like that right but over here like the artists are making money because like the government here has like a lot of like like grants and stuff because the taxes here mm-hmm. are high so they have like budgets set away for artists and stuff so they the government really honestly they're just giving away money to artists like they just give you it like if you if you do your application properly and everything is on point like they're just giving away like thousands of dollars 40 grand 60 grand 100 grand they're just giving it away you know so in that aspect there's money and then um shows as well there's a fan there's a fan base here there's a fan base here they over here honestly they like like um um like more like drill stuff they like drill stuff they like to hear like kids dissing each other um hoods dissing each mm-hmm. other and stuff like that, you know? That's what they like. So when you come with, like, the conscious stuff, these kids, they don't want to hear that shit. So once you, like, you just got to figure out how to, like, put the message but still make the music sound good. So it's like they're bopping their head and they're feeling it and they're feeling the flows, but you're actually saying something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so once you figure out the you're, you're giving them a message. Yeah, exactly. So once they catch on to it, then... um then yeah, then you're good, right? But there's definitely money here. Like we went on tour. I went on like a seven city tour. My friend, a lot of my friends are like 
are 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 popping in um Toronto the Toronto music scene. So mm-hmm. but they're all like they're all drill artists, you know. I'm kind of like now like rubbing off on them a little bit where they're like changing their flows and making different kind of music now and stuff, you know. But we definitely all started off as drill rappers. And now everyone's mm-hmm. like um trying to like be more like lyrical and like make music more sonic, you know. Mhm. They're maturing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I guess I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but um, as you experience life, your experiences change the way, the kind of music that you put out. No, for real, it definitely does. Like the experiences, the experiences, and and it'll change you too. Like there's a lot of friends that we had that we all started making music together that are not here anymore. Like. It's crazy because you'd be with someone every day and then, like, the next day they're just gone, you know? They, they, they just they just die and they're just gone, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it rubs a lot of us the wrong way and, like, some, some, some of us lose it, you know? Not everyone can handle the shit that we be going through. A lot of these, a lot of, a lot of us have, like, PTSD and, and all that shit. Like, it's crazy over here. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, a lot of that's been going on lately, you know. So, yes. And you have an outlet, like you said. You go into the studio and you start hammering it out and getting it out through your music as opposed to just um, letting it tear you up on the inside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. Now, okay, you um, you take, I guess you can say, respite between your work. Um, what do you do when you're not working and you're taking your um, your quiet time? Okay, so like I'm more like I'm a I'm a like a nature guy, I guess. Like so I go out a lot. Honestly, I'm outside a lot. I'm, I'm like I party a lot. I'm, I'm pretty much a rock star at this point, you know. And I'm like, but honestly, like I like nature. So like in my cashman, honestly, in the summertime, I'm always at the beach. Everyone, if, you, if you're looking for a compass, everyone knows, just go to the beach. Just see compass there, fucking, just fucking, just see compass at the beach. You go to the beach, compass is there, you know? So you know where I'm mm-hmm. always hanging out, I just like the water and just, like, the vibe over there, you know? Or, um, but apart from that, if I'm not at the beach, I'll be with my friends, maybe at a lounge, rooftop lounge or something. Just, you know, drinking the finest, just enjoying it, enjoying the summer. Stuff like that. So that's pretty much what I'd be doing now, to be honest. I just been like I try to stay it's weird because like I'm getting like popular now, so it's weird because I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm still me and it's like everybody around me is starting to treat me different now and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. that's the only thing, like it's like they're saying like, Bro, like, you know, like you're you're not like a regular guy anymore, you know that, right? You can't just like be walking around like you're just a normal guy. You're not a normal guy, like and it's like I still don't. I'm still. Not, I'm not used to that shit. Yet. Like all this, like that's happening. Like we be walking, people just like, oh my god, that's compass, and you know. But I still, yeah. still think I'm me. You know. So well, you know what? That's get... probably that's probably why you are as successful as you are because you haven't lost touch with yourself. Touch. You know, you still have the. How can I put it? The true core of your nature hasn't changed. Yeah. Although you've become successful, yeah. and that's important. 
Thank you. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. And because, you know, a lot of artists, they lose themselves in the materialism of the opportunity, and they don't know how to be themselves anymore because they've taken on a whole nother persona. Yeah, exactly. I see that a lot too. Like a lot of like a lot of a lot of people that I used to be friends with I'm not really friends with now and it's like they just change, you know, they're not they're not the same anymore. I don't know, like people get money and stuff and then like they just change and it's like they forget who they are and stuff, you know? And, yeah, it's you know, you know it's, it's hard. Because you know, let's just say for example, let's look at the um athletics industry, you know, let's say, um, for example, you take a baller. You have a kid that's in high school, right? And he's in high school doing his thing, and he's an excellent, phenomenal player. So the pros see him, and they recruit him, and they take him on. Mm -hmm. Who is he? Who is he, really? He's still a kid, you know? And you just gave this kid this huge contract with all of this money, all of this responsibility, all of this this attention, but no training on how to handle uh-huh. it. And, of course, he's going to change. And he may not change for the best. Um, he may change for the worst. What's important is, like they always go for the worst. They always go for the worst. And then after, I guess, like, then you realize after, like, oh, shit, and then you start trying to make the changes after, but so, when you that know, big check comes. Yes. Well, with big responsibility, you know, big money, big responsibility, you have to really have the right people around you, like you said. You've been fortunate mm-hmm. less to have people around you to lift you up and not hang on. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has that. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm pleasure for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And a I'm lot grateful of for it every day. Yes, you, you are, you know, you're truly blessed. And, you know, just by our conversation, I can tell that you understand who you are. You're not looking to find mm-hmm. yourself. You already know who you are. Yep. And, you know, I had to go through, I had to go through things to to find myself, you know. I'm mm-hmm. just happy I'm, I am who I am now. And I'm grateful and, and I'm happy for everything that I went through, to be honest. Well, then that's a beautiful thing. Now, let's talk about your, um, your EP. Now, when you were working on this, mm-hmm. let's see, tell me what's up. I saw the video, and um, very interesting. The lyrics are very interesting. Um, so mm-hmm. this particular song is about the cycle of dysfunctional relationships. Yeah, so basically, it was, like, it was about me and my girl, like, at the time. Like, I, like, me, at one point, like, I was just, like, a lover boy, you know? I was just so, like, I was just so into this girl, you know? And I moved out young. Me and her lived together from, like, probably when I was, like, 18 to, like, 23 lived together, you know? 
I was, like, going to school mm-hmm. and shit. She was in university. I was in college. I was hustling and shit. I was going to school and hustling and stuff like that, and we just lived together. Life was good. Everything was, was sweet, you know? And then, like, um, like, I don't know, like, it's just, like, you know, like, when like when you're with somebody for so long, you just expect it to go, like, a certain way. You think, like, right now, honestly, if I go back in time, I thought we would have been married right now. We would have been doing this and doing that. And, you know, when you're that young, that's what you think, you know? And then it just mm-hmm. never ended up being what it was supposed to be. Part of it, obviously, was my fault, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to act like I was the best guy in the world. Obviously, like, I was, like, a cheater and shit like that, right? So it is what it is. But um, so when I wrote that song, it was just, like, my perspective on that specific relationship. And, um, yeah, so it was just really dysfunctional. I was, I was just, like, young, making a lot of money, making money young and <laughs> and fooling around and then yeah. I guess we were just both we were both just players I guess. So that's basically mm-hmm. what the song was about. Okay. And that's interesting. And I'm a I'm a say from a female perspective, thank you for owning up yeah. your responsibility in relationship. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely my fault. Like, you know, because I was kinda of making it look I wouldn't say it was making it look dumb but Everyone was like, oh, like, you know, like, you know, he's cheating on you and stuff like that. And then once your friends get involved and everybody starts, like, sinking it into her head, like, yo, like, he, like, I guess to, they're telling her friends, they're saying, oh, like, he's playing you for a fool or that or whatever, that, you know, that's when all hell broke loose. Because she was really a good girl, you know, she was a church girl and shit. Her dad was, like, a pastor and stuff. And, like, yeah, she was just, like, she was, like, from the suburbs. She wasn't from the city, you know? I was a city kid and she was from the suburbs and like yeah, there's one thing I learned is like you can't like mix like street like you're it was like two different worlds, like the street world and then like, you know, you come home, like whatever happens outside happens outside and you can come home to your peace, you know? But then mm-hmm. when both the worlds collide once both the worlds collided, all hell broke loose. Okay. Oh, interesting. So what is your perspective on that now? Um, Honestly, I wouldn't change anything. Like, I mean, everything that happened, happened, you know. Whatever I did, so I did, you know. That's how I, you know, that's how I felt. You know, I hope she's doing well. You know, I wish her the best. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was cool while it lasted, you know. You know, that was that's very mature here because I know a lot of people that would not even say that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I didn't hate her. Like I definitely didn't hate her, so like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Now where can people find your music? Um, you can find me on all platforms, um, like Spotify, Apple Music, um, Deezer. Any honestly, any streaming platform on, around the globe, I'm pretty much on it. All you gotta do is search um, OG Space Compass C O M P A S S, and mm-hmm. you should find me. Rain EP is my WDP. Um, it's sonically amazing. The music is amazing. Um, close your eyes, put some headphones on if you're going for a long drive. If you smoke, light up, light a spliff. If you drink or you drink wine, pour up a glass, and just enjoy the vibration. Yeah, but not when you're driving. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Don't drink and jive, guys. Don't drink and jive. Smoke and fly. Smoke and fly. Now, um, okay, if you had the opportunity to give some words of wisdom to our listeners, what would you say? Um, chase your dreams. Don't settle. Don't settle, man. Like, don't settle in life. If you want something, go for it. All right. And um, this is, these are the takeaways that I've gotten from our, from our chat. Um, always have the right people around you. Don't be afraid to educate yourself. Learn as much as you mm-hmm. can. Um, yep. Don't be lazy. Don't sit around and don't be lazy. And follow your dreams. That's how you became successful. Exactly. That is exactly it. And if you follow those Gems should be all right. No matter what, you can apply it to anything. As long as you do it, if you you follow that, it'll be all right. Wow, great. Well, this was a very, it was really great to to meet and and talk with you. I'm glad, and I want to also take the opportunity to thank Monica Alexander for um, this um, introduction. Yeah, thank you, Kara, too. Shout out to Monica. For real. Yeah. And you are more than welcome to come back if you want to share some more anytime. of your wonderful wisdom. <laughs> anytime. 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 Just let me know. You got it. So I want to thank you. Thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of your, your weekend. I shall. I definitely shall. Okay. All right, Miss Be well. All right, Miss Love. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Bye. Well, everyone, that was the uh, rapper OG Campus, and he has left us. And I hope you've learned as much as I have in regards to our little chat today. Now, give me a second. I am going to move on over to um, the other part of our segment that I wanted to get into. Welcome to the Coco Express Network, talk radio that informs. We have another part of our our show that we would like to introduce to you. We're going to edit this, so it's going to be different when um, you kind of log in, you'll see um, the Cocoa Express Fit. Uh, I started this because I wanted us to be able to get fit, to get back in shape, to reclaim our fitness because for almost two years, um, many of us have not been as active as we were prior to the pandemic. So we're going to give you tips. We're going to give you information about you know, different things in regards to health, fitness, and nutrition. Um, I am not a certified doctor. Well, I'm not a, a, a licensed doctor, but I am a certified fitness coach, and um, I'm working on getting my nutrition certification. So 
I will be giving you information from a professional perspective and not just off the top of my head. So I hope you will be able to join us to learn and to get out there and get fit and move forward. So this is my introduction. And joining me on this journey will be Marilyn Forward. She was formerly Marilyn Ocasio, um, who used to do the Paradigm Shifter show with us. So she's going to be joining us on this part of the segment um, going forward. So, um, And you'll hear new music, um, new everything. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to bring this information to you so you know what's going to be coming in the future. I would have to say this is great. Oh, and in addition to that, we also have a new show that is spotlighted that's highlighted on the Cocoa Espresso Network, and it's called In Her Shoes by Dr. Linda, who used to be with us as well. Um, so she is going to discuss what it's like for women, you know, different um, topics. We're going to have different guests in that nature as well. So please, please, please do join us. Um, we're going to be sending out information. Um, if you want to be able to keep up with what's going on, um, the outro will have all the details for you. So I'm not going to hold you any longer. Uh, the show will be from 7 to 9 going forward. So the first hour will be our celebrity guests, and then going after that we'll have um, the health, fitness, and nutrition segment. So enjoy your weekend. Have a great Saturday evening, and be well. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at the Coco Express Show.com, blog.